Hey y'all, uh, we're being super cash on this one. Super cash. <laughs> I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And this is our super grown-up birthday edition. <laughs> also the first ever edition, so it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's special all around. Of this, yeah. bo- of this bonus episode, we haven't mm-hmm. named yet. So we'll we'll come up with a name later. Oh, yeah. And, um, okay, I'm going to put our business out there. This is our <laughs> second time recording this. <laughs> so you would have thought we would have had some time to come up with a to name. To come up with a name, but, um, you know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't until I said, like, the words came out of my mouth. I was like, darn, I should call this something. So I like grown folks episode because both Danielle and I are enjoying a nice cup of wine. <laughs> <laughs> your class of wine. You're classier. I just have the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm drinking it out of a mug. I was like, I don't have to share this bottle with anyone. So I just drink right out of the bottle. Nice. No, you. I don't have a dishwasher. I can't dirty another glass. <laughs> yeah. So super cash birthday extravaganza grown folks episode. I think is going to be the title. Yeah, we both recently had birthdays. Mine was March 11th. Mom's was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. 16th. Uh-huh. And so, happy birthday. Did you do anything? Um, so we're going to San Diego tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frank, I came home, he surprised me. He made um he made some steaks and uh mm. Some macaroni and cheese. And my mom was like, oh, are you going to go out? I was like, no, I think you said we're just going to pick something up tonight and then, you know, do whatever. And she's like, well, what are you going to get? And I was like, well, I kind of hope we get Popeyes. And she's like, Molly, I'm going to tell your aunt. But my aunt doesn't like churches because it's too greasy. Popeyes, I don't know that she has a bad opinion of. So (laughs) I'd have to say on KFC, Popeyes. I think Lees and churches are equally meh. Yeah, yeah. You like you like uh you like KFC best? I think so because I have that grilled option, and I'm trying not to get like diabetes <sighs> and die. And mm. I find that helps. So yeah, you are well, a better yeah, person than I. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds fun. We went up to uh, Chicago for my birthday last no. weekend. Saw Hamilton. It was great. Spent too much money. <laughs> And so now I'm trying to get my life in order. I was telling Molly how I'm like finally breaking down and getting a desk. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 and I'm an adult now and damn it. But again, you own a house like. <laughs> With no desk. <laughs> well, at least you have a couch. I do. Oh, I didn't tell you that. I only have part of the couch now. I Wait, the... what? It didn't fit in my living room. <laughs> I have like this shotgun style house and I couldn't figure out a way to get that. I loved my couch. You all don't know how much this hurts me. I couldn't figure out a way to get it to fit in my living room. So I gave it to my sister, but I still needed something to sit on. So I kept a section of it. I see. Yeah. I see. I forgot. I didn't tell you that the couch had been, had been split up. I feel like I I didn't know. I know. I've been hearing about this couch for years (laughs) and the um, effects it might have on your marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I got this couch. My mom's like, what if you get married? And mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say because I don't know what she was implying. Mm-hmm. Married mm-hmm. people, let me know. Do you get a free couch when you get married? Yeah. Do you just not need couches anymore? Yeah. So I don't know what she was trying to say. Maybe you like you don't sit on couches once you're married because you're too grown know. for that. 
I don't know, maybe the man brings home a couch. Like, maybe. you know, back in the day he would bring home like a woolly mammoth steak, but now he brings a couch. <laughs> Maybe that it's a tradition. Happen. I don't well, know. I guess it's taken care of now because I only have a piece of the couch left. And I'm really sad because that couch is the most comfortable couch I've ever sat on. <laughs> I used to, sometimes I fall asleep on that couch as opposed to my bed. It's oh, that yeah. much better. Yeah. But this is not the black couch. This is not the black chick couch <laughs> podcast, whatever it is I'm trying to say. I mean, don't steal it, Twitter. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Reminds me of that episode of Bob's Burgers where Lynn... <laughs> Has to get a new couch for their oh, and I think yeah. Wanda Sykes is in Wanda that Sykes one. is in that as the couch queen. <laughs> so yeah, I linked it back to what we talk about. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. We are here because I was about to say recently. It was not recently. It was. Like it was not. <laughs> I mean, in the span of all time, it was yes. recent. Yes, but like maybe a few weeks ago, we mm-hmm. asked, "What is a book that every black woman should read?" And this was the first of these chats that this was molly's idea actually i think it's a really good idea of these like casual mini episode chats we want to we sort of want to do and so that first one we asked what is a book every black woman should read and so we Mm -hmm. got some responses which i'm really excited about i was Mm -hmm. worried like no one will respond and we have our own answers i think we have prepared for the first time we recorded this yes (laughs) and so but we're gonna go through the ones you all submitted first so the very first Mm -hmm. one up was from tammy jones on Twitter at I am Tammy J and hers was called straight no chaser how I became a grown-up black woman and I believe it's by a woman named Dr. Jill Nelson mm-hmm. I did not include that for the reason I, but yes mm-hmm. Dr. Jill Nelson. <laughs> and I mean that sounds like a book I definitely could use it's a collection of essays it seems and she called and she quote Issues a call to arms to black women. As she sees it, black women are at the center of the community as parents, workers, churchgoers, nurturers, and caregivers, yet are excluded from discussions about the future of that community. In the stirring, sure to be talked about book, Nelson challenges black women to speak up and out, to speak about the truth that is really happening in ourselves, our communities, and the larger culture. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. This is a different blurb than the one we read in our yes. lost episode, which yes. was a little bit more... The the other blurb we read was a little more problematic. It was like, yo, black girl, stop thinking about your damn hair so much and get all these 401ks. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. But this actually sounds a lot more helpful. Yes. I don't know if I'm on a different. Oh, here it is. Um, Look at the sum of black women's lives beyond how to snag a man. Am I pretty enough? And how's my hair's concerns? And how's my hair concerns that dominate their daily existence? Yeah, I like this one better. Yeah, I don't I like know this. what PR person wrote this one, but this one is a lot more empowering. Yes. And it's, it sounds really neat. I've been thinking about since the uh, election about like how like black women are trying to save this country and no one's <laughs> listening. I thought you were going to say how you could get on like one of a uh, SpaceX mission to one of those seven <laughs> exoplanets. <laughs> Oh, I saw a tweet because apparently NASA issued this tweet for people to name the planets and someone just did far away from Trump one, far away from Trump two, far away from Trump three. And like, That's, That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. I was thinking about, wasn't it something like 94% of black women? I think it I think it was higher than to. that. Yeah. It was at, at, at the very least 96 and I kind of want to say 98. I wouldn't be surprised. We were trying. We were trying. We to were out there. Showing up. Yeah. So, but this actually does look kind of interesting. It's on Kindle. Oh, no, it's not on Kindle. It's available on hardcover for 25 cents, which is a little suspicious. Huh. Not through, not through Amazon. So that's why. It's a third seller, third party seller. Oh, I see. I see. So, 
It has some. It has mostly good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seems like something. I anything that says how to be a grown up woman, grown up black woman, I probably should read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like her face. Like I like how she's just smiling on the cover. Like it's okay. Oh, look at the hardcover one. She's like, I'm not here for your bullshit. Oh, you get it together, girlfriend. Oh, I'm looking at the paperback. Let me look at the hardcover. <laughs> she's not playing on that hardcover. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I love you, but you know you need to get it together, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I had a teacher in elementary school, and he would say, I'll laugh with you, I'll kiki with you, I'll cry with you, we'll dance together. But when the time comes, and I was like, whoa, what time? (laughs) And that's the face she's giving me right now. It's like, we can laugh and break bread, but I'm not here for the bullshit. Exactly, because she's a grown-up black woman. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> our next one is a familiar one. It is from yes. Antoinette M. Scully at A. Marie Scully on Twitter. And she said, Binti by yeah. Okafor, which we read. We did read. And I think she said, I had sent her, when she replied back, I sent her a link to the the episode we did. She said she hasn't read Home yet, which is the sequel. Uh-huh. And so she'll check it out then. But I'm really excited because you sent something, you tweeted something recently about how she's working on the third one. Yeah, yeah. So she said um, uh, it'll come out pretty soon. Um, And then she also said that uh, someone asked her, oh, would you ever see this expanded past three books? And she was like, I don't know, maybe. I'm pro that. I am pro that. This could be like a Dark Tower thing where she just sort of like, because I feel like there's a lot more story to tell. Yeah. And like, even if she got beyond Binti and maybe did some of her family, that'd be mm-hmm. really, like, you know how in the book she keeps talking about how the elders were mad at her for inspiring the little girls to leave? Like, that uh, would be a good story, too. That would be a good story. Um, yeah. Did you see what they're, they're doing to our girl Nettie? No. With this book cover? You didn't see the book cover? Oh, I did see that. <sighs> um, they took basically took her off of it. Right? Like, Binti isn't on it. It's not whitewashed, from what I could tell, but, like, she's not there. So this is, yeah, so this is a different... um, Oh, yes. Okay, the shadow speaker. I see. Yes, yes. And um, I'm trying to find the specific tweet, because I remember I saw, I was like, what the hell? And... um, I think I have it up. She tweeted it three days ago. And uh-huh. As a black woman writing a black female main character in a sci-fi novel, seeing my character whitewashed on the cover felt like erasure. She does look, there's two covers. Uh-huh. One has a woman who looks to have more like, you know, naturally kinky African black hair. And there's another yeah. one. And she's dark, darker. Yeah. And there's another one where her hair... I don't know if it seems smooth, but it definitely looks smoother in her skin. Yeah, and it looks kind of blonde. Her skin is light. And the girl in the original cover definitely has, like, some twist or something, Mm -hmm. short twist. Has, you know, black skin. And so um, Nettie was not here for it. This is not the first time I've heard this happen. I've heard that um, covers, like, there's a lot of instances where if the character's black, they won't put them on the cover at all. Mm -hmm. It'll just be, like, some object or something. Mm. So I've heard of this tomfoolery happening. I can't say I'm mm. surprised. I can't say I'm surprised. I can say that, like, okay, so, you know, her books are really known for their covers. Like, Binti's cover, um, this Who Fears Death cover. You know, like, her covers are are pretty well known. Whenever you hear people talking about these books, they're always showing that first Binti cover. Mm-hmm. So why fuck with... 
you know, success. I, I don't know. I mean, did she not win all the awards? Are she they did. like, well, I don't know. We got to trick people into reading this. Racism I did. Don't make sense sometimes. <laughs> that is true. Racism is. <sighs> exactly. exactly. That's <laughs> Um. Oh, now she's got a um, Octavia Butler. What is this? Dawn? The fuck is this? It's got white people on the cover. What? Oh my god. Uh, we. I've been reading more of Kin- I've been reading Kindred and watching Underground at the same time. So I'm oh no, really angry at some folks. Like, come at me! I, I'm not in the mood for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll have to check that out. Um, so our next pick. Let's just move mm-hmm. on before I say things that get in trouble. <laughs> was from Arlene on Twitter at Lock Pressed Books, and she had two. She had The Mothers by Britt Bennett. And mm-hmm. Sugar by Bernice McFadden. And Mothers, during our first recording, I decided I need to read that one because it hits it hits all my buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, so the little blurb is, 17-year-old Nadia Turner has a world turned upside down when her mother commits suicide and shortly thereafter she discovers she's pregnant with the pastor's son's child. Nadia found safe harbor in her best friend Aubrey, but as the years go by, her past decisions invade the present, ushering a new wave a new wave of wounds. The mother's ambitiously tackles heavy circumstance with the hope of these young black women and Bennett's ability to convey the ferocity of what it means to have a mother, to be a mother, and to want a mother make this novel resoundingly magnetic and essential read. Um, the Amazon book review. Yeah, that's like and I read another one where it's basically like a group of old church women who sort of like take her in. And I'm like, yes, um, that's all my things. I'm, all, I'm here for like found family and female friendship and all those things. So I may have to read this one. Molly said she's going to have to stay away, though, because it makes her sad. It does make me sad. But the second book that she recommended, Sugar, it's a lot of the things that I like. So good job, Arlene. At Black Girls, I know. <laughs> so did you want to read about the Yeah, so... Sugar, the novel opens when a young prostitute comes to Bigelow, Arkansas to start over, far from her haunting past. Sugar moves next door to Pearl, who is still grieving for the daughter who was murdered 15 years before over sweet potato pie, and an unlikely friendship begins, transforming both women's lives and the life of an entire town. And yeah, that's just, I mean, like a murder plot, sweet potato pies, shady backstories. I really like stories too, where like the town is kind of like a main character. Like really? if you, I can, yeah, I, can, I think I find I avoid those because it's like really, yeah. Anytime where it's like, and the whole community learns to come. I'm like, okay, pass. I don't. Know oh, why. I love that. I love that. I don't know. Maybe it harkens back to my Simpsons days. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same author who wrote um the Book of Harlan, though. So, oh. which I, I bought and like I had too many books I bought <laughs> I have yet to read because I've been sort of swamped but um, I mean yeah. both of these sound good I'd probably read The Mothers before I read Sugar just because it hits it's there for me more than that one I have two credits on Audible I gotta use so why not oh. yeah when I, I first opened this up um, Sugar on Amazon it says strong and folksy st- storytelling things or Neil Hurston oh, he's yeah. one of my that favorite authors so yeah. And speaking of Zora Neale Hurston, one mm-hmm. before we want to go on, I don't know if you saw that little girl whose mother dressed her up as a yes. an influential black woman every month. <laughs> yes, every day that was adorable. That was so cute. I can't wait. I, I would totally do that kind of stuff with my kid. It's like, I'm going to send you to school dressed as Ida B. Wells today. Uh-huh. And if anyone and has a problem, then they can fight me. Exactly. They can fight Ida. 
But yeah, speaking of Zora, the next book on our list was from Carolyn at Dr. Underscore 1908. And she said their eyes are watching God. And honestly, if no one had said this, yeah. I'm not surprised someone said it. But if no one had it, definitely I would have said it as my answer. Yeah, same book, here. That book is just so gorgeously written. I love it. I need to reread yeah. it. Yeah, I really, 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 really love this book. Um, last time we got into a long conversation about tea cake. what kind of animal he floated away on and I was gonna look that up but I didn't you know this is spark tea cake flood because I remember we had like some complicated emotions about tea cake yeah because whether that he was good for her or not tea cake was a fuck boy but he was like (laughs) also what she kind of needed that's right I think it's what we decided he wasn't perfect but he's what he was he empowered her more than her first husband he was like um, the prince and Princess and the Frog. <laughs> yes, we did it. We got a Disney. It's a cow. Sorry. Yes, he's he's floating on a cow and a dog comes and bites him or does the cow bite him? The dog bites them. The dog bites him. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like one of the things that just sticks in my head because he gets uh, rabies from the dog, right? And she, spoiler alert, but we're assuming you've probably read their eyes were watching God at this point. Yeah, he gets rabies and she has to shoot him. Right. And at the end, like, I remember the first time I read this book, I thought she was really passive. And I was like, I mean, she was, she was okay. She just sort of let things happen to her. But yeah. But you examine it, <laughs> it's like, she's walking around wearing pants. She's yeah. unmarried. She shot her husband and she just came back to the town where she left her first husband. It's like, yeah, that's pretty... That's pretty yeah. Crazy. Yeah. She's like, I'm back, y'all. You go, Janie. You um, go, yeah, Janie. But anyway, I think just that one scene with the bees and the flowers. Uh, yeah, where she's sitting under the flowering tree and she sees mm-hmm. the bees. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I really like about this book specifically the way she uses language. Like, there's that high level when she's describing things and she's just got this beautiful like descriptive eye but then also the way she um can record dialect and dialogue like I know that um when this book came out um like some of the mucky muck people were like oh you shouldn't like write that way because it's demeaning to you know black folk country black folk you're like you know, uh, making them sound stupid, but that I don't ever think was what she was trying to do. She was trying to record the way that people actually spoke and elevate it and put it on the same level as this high literary prose. And Mm -hmm. I think that she just had a knack for doing these two really difficult things. And that's just a perfect, you know, example of those things coming together. Right. And this is, it makes me think back to that terrible book we read. This could be us, but you read it. <laughs> and in how it's like, like, this is exactly the example I was talking about. Like, this is a person, because I think you brought up um, Sap Push by Sapphire and how I didn't like that one and, because it was difficult to read too. But I'm like, in that, I excuse that because it was obviously done for art. Here it was mm-hmm. done for art. In Push, it was done to make a point. Whereas in that book, it was just done because she couldn't spell or write properly <laughs> so i appreciate the fact that miss hurston could like can do both so equally well and write them both so well because it really did add like some authenticity yeah to and book. to say this, that they were both that they're both of equal value right exactly so um i know ruby d i think reads the audible that's what i've been thinking of buying uh. 
I might have to get that one just because it's Ruby D and it's this book. <laughs> and I feel like that would be a really enjoyable one to listen to. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Carolyn also recommended Everything by J. Jennifer Cooper and Beverly Jenkins. I've read a lot of Beverly Jenkins. I love Miss Jenkins. Her books sometimes frustrate the hell out of me. <laughs> Why? She has a new one that I'm going to read anyway. What's her new one? I think it's called Breathless. And it is actually, remember you started reading Forbidden and you said there was so much emphasis on the uh, characters? And I explained that that's, yeah, that's what happens to Saga. So it's in that same, it's in that same universe, I believe, that fictional mm-hmm. universe. And it's, um, it may take place like 10 or maybe not even that many years in the future, but a couple years in the future with a new character. And I'm going to read it anyway, because as much as I say those books are sometimes really frustrating to me, they stick mm-hmm. with me. And I think about mm-hmm. the characters in the books a long time afterwards and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like it just compli- it confuses me it's like do I like this book or not and I guess I do yeah yeah so. I mean I think you can like a book and be angry at it at the same time <laughs> because I and I, I love Beverly Jenkins but what frustrates me is like she has these two books and then she'll have a situation and it goes in a completely opposite direction and I'm yeah like, no I wanted that other thing to happen <laughs> So this is the one where he passes. Forbidden is the one where he passes as white. Right. And then he falls in love with an African-American woman. And I felt like... He, he finds in the desert. Yes, that he finds in the desert after <laughs> she's been robbed. <laughs> that desert seems wild. But, um, and I just felt like I would have liked to see more conflict of him dealing with that decision to pass. I mean, there's yeah. some, but I don't know. Like I said, it still stays with me. I still like flip through it sometimes, so... <laughs> I haven't read much by Jade California Cooper. I haven't either. I'm looking through her books and yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is someone we have to check out then. It is. See, this is great. We're getting some. Oh, damn Safari took me to, <laughs> took me to iTunes. But um, <laughs> it looks like the one they landed on is called The Future Has a Past. Hmm. And it's, uh, it looks, it's a collection of stories featuring ordinary women who sometimes discover that love that that discover who love sometimes comes when you least expect it. Oh, that also that's also a thing I like. So I'll definitely have to check this out. She did Oh, Civil War era. I'm Generational a, story. I'm spending a lot of time in that era. I'm yeah, sure. you are. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kent in Underground Under Oh gosh, that show. It's back on. We're on episode two. <laughs> Just, no one on that show is safe so you can't you can't you can't like don't like anybody mm. just don't get a favorite don't become attached and harriet tubbett is on this season so. oh is she yeah did you ever see <laughs> the sentence i never thought i'd say in my life <laughs> did you ever see the uh drunk history of Har- harriet tubman no oh it's so good it's really good i can't wait for those 20s to come out Oh yeah. yeah! I'm gonna be like, give me my check in twenties. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the grocery store, and just making it rain. You know, like, rap artists tubbins. are gonna start talking about tubbins, right? Yeah, they better. Which I feel, I do feel conflicted because I understand, um, you know, her aversion to. You broke up. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I was gonna say I, I understand. You know that that slavery was rooted in capitalism. Oh, uh, yeah. So I understand the the 
I, I don't want to dismiss anyone saying, hey, this, this, can we think about this? But I, I also want to just like have, you know, pay my rent in, in <laughs> Tubman's. <laughs> so I'm conflicted. All you racist people who don't want Harriet Tubman on your money, you can gladly, I'll gladly take it off. Just send it to me. <laughs> I'm always up for getting free 20s. And the final suggestion we got. Oh, I lost my document. See, this is, you get with the casual one. I'm messier. Super cash. Was from Ola Nubi at, on Twitter at, at Create and Write. And she said, Second Class Citizen by Bucci Amichetta. And this one sounded really good. This was one we thought we might have to read. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 1960s, Ada, a spirited and resourceful woman, manages to move her family to London. Seeking an independent life for herself and her children, she encounters racism and hard truths about being a new citizen. Second Class Citizen pale pales a lot of academic feminist writing into insignificance. So this blurb is really short, but I think when you go to the full Amazon page, you see that she is an immigrant from, um, I think Nigeria, Nigeria, that's what I was thinking, from Nigeria to the, to London. And so I thought that would be a really good one to read. Yeah. Because I feel like in this, in the current times, I've been trying to find more books about immigrate, immigration and refugees. I bought Exit West, the book that Mm. came out this month. It's supposed to be about immigration plus magical surrealism, so I have no idea yeah. where this is going to go. Um, Interesting. That, yeah, and then that um, other book called The Refugees that I like to see. So this one, this is why I might have to, we should add to our reading list, I think. it sounds. Yeah, I think so. It sounds especially relevant considering. But uh, I will, speaking of which, I think didn't uh, 45's second attempt at being a racist asshole get banned by two courts? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. It was like a birthday gift. Hawaii was like, mm, no. I love it. That Which... that's, the, that's where uh, Obama's birth certificate's from, too. They're like, we're tired, right. we're tired of you doubting us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Our dumbasses were like, it's about national security. What would Hawaii know about a tax on American soil? <laughs> I was like, um. Lots of things. Hmm. Had 9-11 never happened, you all would still be saying, remember Pearl Harbor, so. That's true. Now, I do have to say about Second Class Citizen, because it made me think of our girl, Chimarende. Um, Oh, yeah. Two things. (laughs) So I guess that her, that Americana was selected for that one New York um, reading list. One read. Mm -hmm. Which I feel... If you're a longtime listener, you know that I've read that and I felt a little bit conflicted because I think that she, at least her character, had some unexamined um, views of Black Americans and Black American women in particular. Um, So to see that and a lot of people saying, oh, this Black writer, this Black writer, it's like, yes, she is giving she's writing about an experience, but she's writing about a very narrow experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that I felt, you know, a little bolstered in saying that to get today about some of her comments about trans women, mm-hmm. which were, it's just kind of interesting. Like, um, you know, in her writing, we're all getting kind of, again, this has been a theme of ours, Black women kind of get conflated whether or not we're really talking to each other. So she has an immigrant experience. Um, she's from Nigeria. When she talks about Black American women, especially in Americana, there's just some, it, it almost seems like they're not really people, <laughs> like they're not really characters, even though she talks a lot about them and makes a lot of observations about the way they look and the way they speak without actually having that voice there, except for maybe one character. 
but we're all rep- represented. It's like, oh, this is a this is a black woman's book, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but I don't really see myself reflected in there. That's totally fine because what being a black woman is more than just one experience. And then on the other side, she goes around and says like you know, trans women are not actually women because they haven't they've experienced male privilege. And then again, it's like the black female experience, the female experience, the experience of being a woman is so much bigger than any one person or any one book that I think we just have to be really careful when we say, when we hold someone up and say, this is representative of all of us when that person is kind of doing the most to say that no she is talking about herself and her own beliefs right also i kind of want to say that i've seen a lot of backlash saying oh you know black women you know or uh you know anti-trans or um anti-gay issues when uh gay issues come up then black women you know go silent and it's kind of like again we're conflating all these different types of people under this one label and saying all people are doing this, all people are doing that. And it's just like, let's be a little bit more nuanced. Like I absolutely Chimurinde is an example of um, uh, this kind of closed mindedness, I think is the best word, like not wanting to hear another side. Um, But we gotta we gotta move past the idea that any one person is speaking for every black woman, or that any one experience speaks for every woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that was like on my soul, and that's why I, I was like working on me. Way, but, like I couldn't think of anything eloquent to say in response. <laughs> I hadn't prepared for this one. You went all in. I'm like, oh, Molly. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. She has gotten in trouble for things like this before, and I I, I have complicated feelings around. Amanda, but um but you know i'm not gonna she's getting her shine so i'll, I'll see yeah. how she handles it in the future she had really tough competition for that competition or for that she did because i think i looked it up some of the other options were between the world and me um mm-hmm. a tree grows in brooklyn this oscar wow Oscar brief wonder life of oscar wow so it was yeah. also, like like that was that's a very diverse list i'm glad that was yeah options. but um yeah, so, so maybe the takeaway is go read all those books i would think so yeah just yeah. read all of them so uh, I wish St. Louis or Missouri would do something like that, but well, huh. why not? Why not? <laughs> because we don't read, as my mother said. <gasps> She's like, you know, St. Louis <laughs> don't read. Because I was like, wouldn't it be great to open a bookstore? She's like, you'd go broke. No one here reads anything. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. So, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, that was those were all the ones we received. So we would certainly love when we post this episode. Is there a book you think we didn't mention? If you, there's a title you think, oh, every black woman needs to read this, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think by now, considering we've done this twice, we would have the next question ready. But we still don't. <laughs> well, we still don't. Like super said, cash. We're super cash. Super messy. It'll it'll be on Twitter though. So if you wanna if you wanna be mentioned in one, or if you have, want to shout out an answer, we will mm-hmm. make sure to post it multiple times so you can definitely have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is something we hope to do a little bit more often in between. School has just sort of drained my reading habits. I'm mm-hmm. still reading Kindred. I'm still reading that sugar book. I bought Exit West. Haven't even had a chance. I've been so excited about it. Haven't even had a chance to read it yet. Mm. So this is sort of a way to keep making stuff, even while we haven't been been the most well-read. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah. you read anything besides? 
Um, so uh, I guess in the last time we spoke, I read The Shining. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm maybe like. On horror. We gotta find some black women horror because that is one genre I don't think I've ever been. I guess Kindred sort of, but that's more sci-fi. That's not. Yeah. Well, I don't want to like spoil too much for the Kindred episode, which we're going to have up pretty soon, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we need, to <laughs> we, we need to make a day We've to record. Finally, read it. <laughs> <laughs> but the artist um, did talk about um, what he thinks the the genre of kindred is, and he makes a pretty compelling argument of it being a horror novel. And I was mm. like, interesting. Yeah, that is a good. Let's hold that for the kindred discussion. That would be good. Yeah, I see, it could. I feel like you could argue it many different, many different, many ways. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you seen Get Out? No, and I need to. Oh, we just saw it. It's funny. I see a lot of, I have seen horror with black men, but I Mm -hmm. haven't seen a lot of horror with like black women. And I feel like there's so many horrible things that could happen. Well, Brie, Brie, what is her name? Brie Newsom? Mm -hmm. Yes. So she is actually a filmmaker and she does short horror. Um, and I watched one of hers about like people down like in an old plantation house. It was really freaky. And um, there's actually a um, a Twitter, and I think it's Black Women in Horror or something like that, that I started following about the same time. And they, um, I think they did like for Black History Month, like a whole series of Black Women in Horror. But again, this is movies, so. Um. Yeah, you touched on when you said the black, like, I love those old, like, slave superstitions where, like, someone has some supernatural power that either lets them kill someone. Like, that's my thing. Like, I love those, too. Mm. I think I read this. I had to study this one story for an oral presentation in, like, fifth grade. And my story was about this girl who was, like, born with a veil and how it gave her supernatural powers and she saved her family from, like, some evil thing on a plantation. And it's really stuck with me. I don't remember the collection. Mm. I need to think of it because... Yeah, I love those kind of things. And that's the kind of thing I'd like to see more of, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone's writing uh, them. I just got to find them. Yeah, this 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 group that I was talking about is Graveyard Sisters. Ooh, I may follow them. Start following them. So, yeah. So, yeah, people are out there doing big things. Um, you know, we're seeing all your tweets and enjoying them. Um, we're seeing all your bookstagram posts and uh, liking them. Yeah, thank you, everyone. We are almost, my goal is that we hit a thousand by June. And I think maybe, I guess June is only three months away now that I say that. I'm getting I'm getting discouraged. But I think we can make it. We're at 730 now. We're th- 737. We're thankful for mm-hmm. all of y'all. Yes. And um, we're getting there. And I just think this is really neat. We have people answering us when we, we love having conversations with y'all. So I'm just really, I'm really motivated and really happy to see you all. One, the people who seeing that we get reactions on these chats and that there are people who are excited to talk literature with us because mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. do that all day. Yes. And I mean, people are like straight up shouting us out. I love it. Like like this, uh, who is this today? This, we sort of started this on a whim. So to see we that totally people did. liking this, it's just really like, oh, people are, we found our people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wanted to shout out one person in particular. Oh yeah. This Don Rice. Oh, yeah, she's been following us for a while. And someone totally at random was like, uh, oh, who do you follow? She's like, Black Chick Lit. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so this is why we're going to do better. We're going to make, we have these mini episodes so we can give you content more often than 
when we finish a novel. So, yeah, yeah. Because so. as Molly says in our last episode, life happens. So life happens. So this is I just mean, a way for us to get to know y'all better. Yeah, I mean, we love engagement. Um, if you think of a question <laughs> you want us to answer, go ahead. And you are more than welcome to send it. You are more than welcome. So, um, but yeah, I think that's it for this one. This is mm-hmm. our super cash, super messy. Super cash. Birthday, oh. grown folks. Wine. Sipping wine. If you listen closely, you can hear me sipping this wine in the background. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.